News media lies. Google takes the bait again. Trump is attacking. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I was actually going to take uh, the weekend off. I, I, I was on vacation last week, until um, Wednesday. Then I started working on Thursday and Friday and just had absolutely no inner energy. But I decided that some of these news stories are just getting out of control. And I thought, there's just no way. So even if I have to record one of these things, maybe shorter, but maybe shorter, maybe just fewer stories, I, I at least need to hit a couple of these stories. And... Uh, the news cycle is just going absolutely insane. And on Saturday, which is today, uh, President Trump is actually holding a rally in Tulsa. That should be interesting. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that one on Monday. I'm sure, you know, he's been down for so long. You know this is going to be a hot topic. So I can't wait to hear how that's going to work out. But before we get into the big story of the week... Let's talk about the Richard Brooks thing. And because at the day after that this attorney, Paul Howard, decided to charge this guy, uh, charge the police officers with, for one police officer with first degree murder and then the other police officer with uh, assault, um, things, news stories actually came out and it's, this whole thing is going to be just an absolute crap show over there. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. I think that the DA of Fulton County is going to have to recuse himself and I don't see how a judge allows him to continue on this. And what's really funky is this hasn't even seen a, well, we'll get to that. Now, information came out on Thursday that really puts Paul Howard in a bad light. Uh, first off, um, Howard said not two week, Howard said during the press conference that uh, press conference where he put charges on the police officer that a taser is not a deadly weapon, and therefore the police officer should not have shot him with a deadly weapon. Because as uh, when Howard turned, when uh, Brooks turned around and took the shot. Now there was no again. There's absolutely no question that Brooks took a shot. It's in the video, and the other police officer did get burned by the taser. So this taser was being used on the police officers. There's nobody's arguing this. But what gets worse for poor Howard is that two weeks earlier. When the police were being investigated for tasing a woman, and I'm not sure of the circumstances, but it was caught on video. I love the internet. Everything's on video. Um, Howard had said that what the police did was incorrect, and that's because the use of a taser, because a taser is a deadly weapon, and he, the police officer used a deadly weapon against a woman. You can't have it both ways, basically is what's happening. You can't say that it is a deadly weapon if it is used by a police officer, but a taser is not a deadly weapon when a ta uh, taser is used against the police officer. This just makes it look like a real 
uh, political case. This guy won't hold. And don't think for a second that that statement isn't going to be used in trial. I'm sure that the lawyers for this, his name is Rolf. Uh, I can't, I don't remember his last name, but uh, I'm sure this is actually going to be in the trial. That um, video clip will be in the trial. Uh, Howard said, and that happened on June 2nd. So you could tell literally two weeks later, just terrible. Howard also has some more splaining to do. In the news conference, when he levied the charges against Rolf, he had said that Devin Brosnan was going to be testifying against Rolf during the trial, and he was cooperating with the investigators. Well, there was kind of a problem. Devin Brosnan, the other police officer in the scene, the one that did not actually do the shooting, did receive a concussion and taser burns from the peaceful Brooks, said he had absolutely no intention of testifying or cooperating with the police. He thought the whole thing was trash. And in a Zoom meeting, he made that very clear. His lawyer made it clear and the uh and Brooks and uh, Brosnan himself made it clear that there was no way he was going to cooperate, that this guy had... And literally, when you saw him in the video, he looked beaten up. His, he had, his face was scratched up. He had bruises on his face. He had bruises on his nose, one under his eye. He looked like he had been through a fight. So that's interesting. Already two things uh, in that press conference that were just untrue. And then there's the last and final piece. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation uh, said that they were still continuing their investigation and had not come up with a determination on whether Rolf's shooting was legit or not. That the DA, uh, Devin, uh, the DA Howard, had never consulted, Paul Howard, excuse me, had never consulted with the uh, GBI and that the investigation is ongoing. It's not concluded yet. Oops. Basically, what happens is Howard is making this out this guy out to be an angel, and he's doing this all on his own. And if something doesn't look... If that doesn't look like it's a political thing, I don't know how. But we got to look at something else. Let's look at Richard Brooks. This came out. Richard Brooks was not the loving, peaceful family man that he's made out been made out to be. That night, he did blow a .108 on his test, which means he was drunk driving. Period. The charges to which Brooks pleaded guilty and for which he was still on probation for back in 2014 would have this charge would have actually put him back in prison. Oh, wait, you're saying he was in prison from 2014 on? Well, what was he in prison for? Well, he was convicted on four counts, false imprisonment, simple battery on a family member, his wife, battery and felony cruelty to children. He beat his kids. This is not a good guy. This guy had also been arrested um, for, uh, also been arrested for, uh, I think it was um, beating up a cop or assault on a police officer. He, he had more charges than, than that. 
but this guy was beating his, his wife and children. This was not a good guy. And he was about to go to jail because he was caught drunk driving. The cops didn't know that at the time. Brooks has also been in trouble in 2016 when he left Ohio, that's where he's from, without informing his probation officer. This guy had a lot of problems. So that case was dismissed. So Mr. Richard Brooks is not the jovial, nonviolent person that his family is now bringing on. And the reason the family is bringing all this up is because they're looking for a lawsuit. Let's call it what it is. They don't, he's dead. That's okay. That's, that's sad. And it is sad. I mean, you don't want anyone to die. But, I mean, to sit back and say that this guy was peaceful and innocent is just not, is just not a thing. Now, I keep talking about this being political. Well, this is political. And as information comes out on the district attorney, Paul Howard, he has his own problems. And he has a lot of reason to want this to be deflected away from, uh, away from him. He, why he'd want this story to be bigger than anything else that's happening. Why he'd want to be a hero for convicting the nasty white cops uh, who killed the innocent uh, family, uh, black family man. Um, he has huge turmoil in his de department and he, that he's running. According to a competitor for his DA position, he has lost 115 lawyers over the last two years. His environment is toxic. He is under investigation for sexual harassment by a member of the Human Resource Department. Oh boy, that's a good move. The GBI is investigating him uh, for the dis disappearance of grant money that was sent to his department. It is suspe suspected that that money was used to pad his salary. And which makes you say to yourself, well, that explains why he's not listening to the GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, about whether or not he should charge this this uh, Rolf guy. Of course, he doesn't want to charge. Of course, he doesn't want to talk to them because they're already looking at him. And he is currently in a vicious primary, and he is running, I believe the last I checked, he is running third out of three candidates. He's about to be primaried out of his position. Does this look like a diversion to satisfy his voting base? Or satisfy a voting base? He's a crappy freaking, uh, he's a crappy freaking DA. And he's trying to make a name for himself. And if he can get a conviction, at least until November when they start voting, at least get the guy in jail... That should be enough to get him reelected. I don't know. I don't buy it. But it just shows you how bad we, we cannot let, we cannot politicize the justice system. This is a very, very scary time. The next story I find really disturbing, and I've always thought that this was something the government needed to take control of. I'm, I'm all for free speech, free enterprise, free private business, and businesses can do whatever they want. And that if people don't want to use it, don't use it. But I also realize that some of these businesses are really being um, irresponsible when it comes to how they run their businesses. And one of those businesses is Google. 
And it's not just Google. It's Google. It's Twitter. It's Facebook. It's Instagram. It's uh, YouTube. A lot of these businesses are saying they're free and open platforms until you say something they don't like, and then they start banning you. There's also another group I can't stand. It's all of these uh, these radical watchdog groups for their political party, specifically the left, that sits back and waits for something to go wrong or searches for something they can bitch about and then posts it online. You see this all the time. Um, Gene, who's 52 years old, said something stupid at 16 in a Facebook post. There was no Facebook when I was 16, but you know, you get where I'm coming from. Or he said something stupid or he was recorded and then this group searches for anything they can find and then they finally find something bad or maybe bad. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it was taken out of context or maybe it was said by said in a time that something like that is just not a thing. It's everyone said it. It was a different world. Uh, groups like Media Matters do that. They actually go out and they hunt for people to screw up and then they post that um they post that these people are racist sexist bigots homophobes whatever islamophobists whatever based off something they may have said and usually what they've said has been taken out of context the daily wire one of my favorite groups is notoriously hunted down by uh media matters and, I mean, I don't even pay attention to Media Matters because it's so far left that I could say, you know, the sky is, it's kind of gray outside and somehow that will be taken as a racial uh, insult. But that's what they do. I've listened to the guys, uh, Michael Knowles, Ben Shapiro, um, uh, Matt Walsh, and Andrew Clavin. I've listened to them for a few years now, and they've never said anything terrible at all. They just say what they think, and most of the time what they think is really not that bad, but they get just railroaded. Well, one of the things I've always thought is that the mainstream media, um, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, uh, they're also pretty much like these groups. And I we've got evidence of it. CNN lies constantly about President Trump. MSNBC or CBS, I believe it was CBS, actually questioned and what had to fire, I think it was Dan Rather, had to fire reporters because they were lying about President Bush's um, uh, service, military service. This is a thing. This is, And that happened now. President Bush hasn't been president for 12 years now. So you can imagine this is stuff that happens. Well, MSNBC has basically lifted its skirt, and now we see what's under. MSNBC contacted, um, received a, contacted Google and, and asked Google why Google was permitting far-right websites, and basically far-right means racist websites, like the Federalist and Zero Hedge, to actually... Um, print their information on their uh, services and that they were that they support racism. This was a reporter that contacted Google rep. The Google rep 
said that they don't support that and that if they did, Google was going, or uh, the Federalist and Zero Hedge were going to get into trouble. Now, Zero Hedge is kind of a far right, but the Federalist is just a conservative outlet. As a matter of fact, most of the time, it is an educational outlet. They have very few um, articles that are under 3,000 words because it's there to actually, they're more essays than they are articles. And I have yet to see in the Federalist anything that you would even misconstrue as racist. Well, apparently, the MSNBC reporter basically threatening him. I'm writing this article saying the Federalists and Zero Hedge had said racist things, and you guys decided, Google decided to go out and publish those and support those and not ban those or defund them. And <laughs> there's that word again defund. Why is that, Google? So Google decided to go in and defund those services, Zero Hedge and the Federalist. The Federalist, and the idea here, what Google said is, the Federalist problem was that they, I don't know about Zero Hedge enough, uh, it's possible they've said something, but apparently the Federalists had comments at the bottom of their articles, and maybe some of, and those comments might have had something that was a right of good, okay? So it's possible, but it's also unclear if anything what it was. The articles that the MSNBC reporter brought up were actually not articles. They had no racial, nothing in them that had anything to do with race, anything to do with xenophobia, bigotry. They were just articles. So right off the bat, um, the Federalists contacted, why are you guys defunding us? Why are you not letting us um, uh, monetize? Why are you not monetizing our site anymore? Google said it was because of the comments section. It wasn't because of the articles. So what they what did Federalists do? They didn't make a big stink out of it. The Federalists just blocked the comments. They stopped the comments. Once the comments were stopped, they were, again, put back on their platform and monetized. But this is the typical stuff. This is what MSNBC... There are two problems here. What MSNBC did, they lifted the skirt. We now know they're not a legitimate news organization. They're a propaganda site for the left. Because they threatened... They're no better than Media Matters. They threatened Google. Google bit. And by the way, anybody... If anybody accuses Google of being a far-right site, they're nuts. YouTube constantly is demonetizing people because of conservative views. Well, this has led to a bigger... This became the big story, and two days later, the Justice Department had had enough. And this is what they did. They decided it was time to remove Google from the protections of the uh, Decency Act. And what, in other words, the Decency Act would apply to them. Now, what that basically means is Google does not see itself as a publisher. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, they see themselves as a platform. And it's a platform based on the First Amendment. You can say pretty much whatever you want. Newspapers, news sites, um, television news, 
they fall under the Decency Act, where they have to, these are publishers. They are not, they have strict sets of regulations they must follow, or they could be sued by the federal government, by the FCC, or they could be sued by individuals. For example, I can go on Twitter today. I would not do this. I would not do this because that's not 100% true. But if I went on Twitter today and I said that uh, Dave from the Dave Rule is a jerk, I can do, or beats puppies. How about that? Dave from the Dave Rule beats puppies. On Twitter, they really couldn't do anything about that. There's not, I mean, it could be targeted harassment maybe, but the reality is there's not a heck of a lot they would do. It probably would just go right through. If CNN, either on their website or on their broadcast, sat there and said, Dave from the Dave Rule beats puppies, Dave can sue them for uh, slander, for libel. Because CNN is a publisher. They control the content. But when you're talking about Twitter and Facebook, and YouTube, and Google, they're not supposed to be controlling the content. They're supposed to be controlling it for specific reasons, like targeted hate, uh, violence, suicide, things like that. That's what they're supposed to be targeting. But their terms of service are so broad, they can pretty much target, they could find anything that violates their term of service or violates anything. I could say, Kitty cats with white fur are really cool, and you can find hate in that somehow. Well, white. We can use race right off the bat. But they can target that. They, their terms of services are so broad. So the government has finally said, you know something? If they're going to start, if they're going to start controlling what people say, then it's time to take them off of the uh, open platform list and put them on a publisher list. Now, again, Google is not the only one. Twitter does this too. Twitter has censored President Trump. Twitter has done fact-checking on President Trump. They've actually blocked uh, conservative users like um, uh, Candace Owens and James uh, Candace Owens and James uh, Woods. Um, YouTube is notorious for this. A lot of the videos out there, they'll they'll allow to go, even though they're very leftist. An example would be like Vox. Vox is I find that to be an extremely, extremely offensive website, a uh, 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 YouTube channel. I won't listen to it. I find it so offensive. But they have no problem targeting conservative content like Louder with Crowder, uh, which is Stephen Crowder, a conservative, a Can he's a, a Canadian U.S. He's a U.S. citizen now, but he was a Canadian, and he's a conservative, and he has a tendency to just say whatever he wants, say whatever he feels like saying, and he constantly gets demonetized. Matter of fact, I don't even know if he's monetized now. Um, Facebook is now blocking Donald Trump's ads because they say it simulates hate, and. I saw the ads. I'm not exactly sure what they're talking about. Uh, this stuff has been going on and on for a very, very, very long time. And even though, as a conservative, I'm not a big guy on regulating free business, it's time to regulate. Because as the election gets closer, this is becoming more obvious and it's becoming worse. 
Now, in YouTube's defense, I had heard that you know, a lot of my videos cannot, a lot of my podcasts can't be found on YouTube. Well, there's a reason for that. You will find this one on YouTube. And the reason is because I've been putting uh, audio clippets in and they've been marking it as, uh, they've been marking those audio clippets as copyright material. Um, I can get around that, by the way. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to get around that. But the reality is that this has been bad for these publishers for a very long time. They need to be controlled. And as Biden looks like a loser and as Trump begins to do better, the economy begins to improve, the COVID-19 thing goes away, they're going to get worse and worse because they're going to do anything they can to save the Democratic Party in the next election. And it's getting worse now. So I think this is a great deal. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see President Trump sign an executive order very soon controlling these, quote, open platforms, end quote, and start marking them as publishers so that they can be sued. And one more thing about that, one more thing about that, we also have to remember the people on these platforms, the people on Google, the people on YouTube, you know, not really the people on Twitter, though Twitter could be an argument. These people make money off of that. Monetize, uh, Steven Crowder made money. He was monetized. I am trying to build a base so that I could be monetized. People do nothing all day but post YouTube content. Um, Prager University, which also had problems. The Federalists, they monet, they're monetizing. They're making income based off these companies. So this is the part of regulation where I do I think it's a good thing. Regulation on companies that are regulating their uh, customers? Yes. Because if you're taking Steven Crowder's money away from him because you don't like what he's saying, but you are defending saying the reason we shouldn't be regulated is because we let people say whatever they want. I'm sorry. When you start taking somebody else's money away, that's a problem. So I do think it's time to regulate these, these groups. I think companies like Google, who has no problem working with China, by the way, Twitter, no problem kissing China's ass. I think these companies need to be watched, possibly broken up like they broke up Microsoft and given a little bit more, given a little bit more of a wall instead of just being, you know, running through the prairie free as a bee in a tree. The last story is a pretty big story. I think the media is making it bigger than it actually is. It doesn't even seem like the Trump administration is making it that big of a deal. In fact, it seems more of an annoyance to the Trump administration than anything. The Supreme Court in a 5-4 ruling, of course, Justice Roberts being the swing vote again, voting another liberal uh, left-wing policy, ruled that DACA, that President Trump could not stop DACA. Now, this was seen as a huge victory for uh, Hispanics, for illegal aliens who came to this country. And if you don't know what DACA is, basically deferred, um, it basically allows children between the ages of 16 and 30 that were brought to this country to be able to stay to this country. They can't be deported. I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big, 
I, I, I'm not a big proponent of, uh, opponent of this, to be honest with you. I think if you came to this country illegally, your parents brought you over here and you've been here for 16 years, I think you're going to have a problem going being deported back to Mexico. So I understand why um, this is being fought a little bit. And I understand why Trump doesn't want to literally kill it. But here's the problem with the law. This is the problem with the law. Obama, basically, there was a law that stated that if you do not have papers, if, you are Ill if you're an illegal alien, you need to be deported. Barack Obama, through DACA, through an executive order, decided, no, we're just going to stop arresting these people. That's illegal. A federal law that was created by Congress cannot be overridden by the president. That's it. It's actually, it's actually illegal what Obama did. If Congress wants to implement DACA, Congress needs to go through the procedure and implement DACA, which I think DACA, I, I think there is bipartisan support for DACA. I don't, I don't think this is something that a lot of people are going against. But how Barack Obama did it was flat out illegal. He can't do that. The president can't make his own law or decide what laws he, decide, he decides he wants to, um, he wants to use. It's, it's just not, it's not a thing. So President Trump has decided that, okay, we're going to remove DACA. We're going to make it. That doesn't mean suddenly we're going to be arresting eight-year-olds and sending them back to Mexico. Nothing like that. But he wants Congress to do it. He wants Congress to make it legal. Let's do it the correct way. And since he's getting absolutely no support from anybody, Congress, the Senate, the population, anybody, he's decided, okay, well, I'm going to force their hands and I'm going to kill this illegal law. I'm going to kill DACA and then we can start over. Let the uh, let Congress sit back and try and rewrite DACA and create something that is workable. Makes complete sense. So, of course, he went, wrote an executive order overriding the executive order from Obama. Of course, it got fought, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that. Now, here's the thing. I, is it a big deal? It would be a big deal if they actually said, no, you can't do that. DACA is legal. You keep going. That's not what the Supreme Court said. The Supreme Court basically said he went through the wrong administrative process to get DACA overturned, and therefore, that's the reason they have to rule against it. Now, and the Trump administration just basically said that. It's not a big deal. We're just going to rewrite it and do the whole thing over again, and, and it'll the same thing will happen. And, and understand something. Trump is not in a hurry to get rid of DACA. He, he doesn't, especially before the elections. So it, it's not that big of a deal for him. This was not a, like the Democrats and the left are bringing it, this is a huge, this was not a huge defeat. This was a, a process problem. And something that President Trump said, he said, they don't like me, so they don't, th this is what it looks like. This is exactly what it looks like. Um, any other president, they do something like that. They'll probably just look at it and say, oh, well, yeah, you didn't follow the process correctly, but yeah, we'll just overlook that. The law is still illegal, so we're going to we're going to just ignore it. So, it, this is not as big a problem as let's say um the last one where they decided to change the civil rights. They decided to make 
the Civil Rights Act of 1964 into a law that it isn't. They this time they decided to um, just say, "Hey, uh, we are going to um, we are going to uh, we're you need to fix your process." And it comes down. Roberts does not like Trump. I'm getting kind of the impression Gorsuch and Kavanaugh don't particularly care for him. But it just shows that, yeah, again, Republicans suck at picking Supreme Court justices. I swear to God, when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg decides to tip off, um, if they if if Trump does not select Amy Barrett, uh, Amy Comey Barrett, I will be in absolute shock. So I don't know. So that, there we go. That's what that's what happened this week. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. You can go to Politics and take a look at the show notes. It includes uh, videos, pictures, or and links to the data. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> <laughs>